Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I was in the back and I felt like a woman whose makeup was coming off in worship. <laughs> I started crying and I'm like, now I'm going to get up there and have those crying eyes. But uh, uh, it was so good. and It was so awesome. Wouldn't you agree? All right, listen, Father, we love you today. We just thank you for our time together. We thank you uh, that your presence is here, and we just ask that you just continue to speak to our hearts as our Father, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Well, listen, I'm going to start off by asking you a question. Typically, uh, I don't believe in answering a question by asking a question, but I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to ask you to ask me a question, all right? Are you ready? All right, I'm going to need you to talk back to me. Are you ready? ready. All right, so my question is going to be, are you ready to learn? Then you're going to answer the question by asking me a question. You're just going to say, are you ready to teach? And then I'm going to say, well, I'm I'm ready. And then we're going to start learning. All right, so are you ready to learn? Let's try it again. Say, are you ready to learn? I'm going to teach that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, uh, Genesis chapter 1 I spilled all of my coffee over my bag uh, yesterday. When I left here yesterday, I did it again. And I said, well, maybe what I have to say is not as important as what God wants to say. But then they told me that you guys have these machines here on the uh, the wall, and they're going to help me out. So Genesis chapter 1 from the Message Bible, God spoke. It says, uh, let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. Now let's paint the picture God is sitting here with the Holy Spirit and the Son. He's saying, listen, I'm so good. Have you ever met someone who was just so impressed with themselves? Hello, happy birthday. Come on. Have you met someone who was just, they just said, I'm just so good. that, that I'm, I'm just bad. It's like a good bad, right? So it's not bad, bad, but it's a good bad. I'm just so bad. I'm so impressed with myself. And if anyone has the ability to be impressed with themselves, I think that it is God, right? Yeah. So God says, we so good, I'm so good, let us make human beings like myself, right? Uh, Make them reflecting our nature. So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them God-like. Say God-like. Come on, say it again. Say God-like. Reflecting God's nature. Reflecting God's nature. Uh, I was told, I said, I need a little help as I uh, go into this. So I'm going to, uh, where is Chris Cooper at? It's Father's Day. That's my husband. Where where is your hubby at? Chris Cooper, come on now. Come on, this is The Price is Right. Clap it up for Chris Cooper. All right. Look at that smile. What's up, man? Don't talk too much, man. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, And I was going to have Adrian come up. All right, I need one other guy. Force somebody to come up. I need one other guy because I refuse to be a part of this. My man, Corey. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good morning. All right, so now I'm horrible at pouring things, right? So my son is 12, and he tells me all the time, you're like, Daddy, you're going to make a mess. So you guys decide who's going to hold the bowl and who's going to hold the cup. 
Oh, Which one is more important? I'm just, I'm just nah, I'm not telling you that. Yeah, that is wisdom indeed. Come on back, come over here, uh, so everybody can see you. All right, so you guys, whoever's going to grab whichever one. There you go. There you go. What's the substance in this bowl? Water. It's water. Everybody say it's water. Water. Okay, it's in a bowl, right? Which one is bigger? The bowl. The bowl is bigger. Now, Corey, pour this into the cup that Chris, <laughs> somebody say, oh, Lord, that Chris is holding. Go. It's only water. <laughs> I'm scared. This is why I didn't want to do it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, now, now. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Clap it up for the brothers. It's Father's Day. <laughs> What's in this bowl again? Water. Okay. What is in this cup? Okay. What is the difference between what Corey is holding and what Chris is holding? The size. The size, right? It's the same substance, correct? Right? The difference is just that one of the vessels is bigger than the other. Hello. Happy birthday. Did you hear me? One of the vessels is larger than the other. God is sitting in the boardroom of heaven with the Holy Spirit in the sun. He says, let me make man like us. Let, let us create something that's in our image, in our likeness. Let me make something like me. Listen, if you, if you are a little bold this morning and you're so happy to be here, just say, I am... In the image, I am made in the image of God. Watch this. You are like your father. You know, just stay here for one more second. When I when I came here, and and then last week I was watching a video, a, a recent experience here, and I said. Look at the people at Scarlet Note. I said, everyone has this like like precious faith and everyone is different, but yet there's something that is the same. There's something that's similar. I tell people, you know, you look like my cousin on my father's side. Right? Where, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but there's a line there, my favorite, you know, you apples and your oranges, but in the end, we're all fruit, right? And there are differences amongst us, but there are also commonalities and similarities. And that's because we have the same father. So now here it is. The substance is the same in here. It's just that the size is different. We're created like God in the image according to the likeness of our God. And when I came to Scarlet Note and I was looking at... Uh, this wonderful family, and I told them already, I'm like, you guys have strong genes. They, you guys have strong genes. I saw Adrian leading worship, and I said, wow, he's a spinning image of both his mother and father. I said to Pastor Becky yesterday, I said, there was another uh, woman uh, singing on the worship team last week, and is this your twin? Because she has like the shorter blonde hair. Are you twins? 
And she says, that's my daughter-in-law. And I'm looking at everyone and you know what I said? Twinning. Twinning. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Twinning. Twinning. Look at somebody and say, twinning. Look at somebody else and say, you are a spinning image of your father. Now take your hand, spit in it, and just rub it on their face. I'm just kidding. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. So what's in the bowl? Give it up for these guys again. Thank you, guys. Okay, you want to bring it up? Okay, thank you, thank you. What's in the bowl and what was in the cup is the same substance. Say it again. Say it's the same substance. My son is now 12. He just celebrated his 12th birthday a couple, <laughs> about a week ago. And when he was young, people would say, oh, my gosh, you look just like your dad, right? So when he was like three and four, we would say, you a daddy's boy or a mommy's boy? And then at first he would say to his mom, mommy's boy, but then he would say, daddy's boy to me. And then people would always tell him, you look just like your dad. You look just like your dad. You're a spitting image of your dad. And then some people would say, you look just like your mom. And then when he was about four, his name is Aiden. And then one day he said to me, no, I look like Aiden. I look like Aiden. I'm like, wow, wow, right? You come from your mom and your dad, but uh, God has also given you your own personality, your own demeanor, and that's wonderful, but you still know where you come from. God says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. And I believe that when you look at Genesis chapter 1, and you look at all that God was creating when the earth was empty and it was void and it was dark, and you see uh, 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 some repetition there, and God kept on saying, it's good. It's good. And I think that after God created man and uh, after God created us, I think that, that his, this is all good. It's him saying, twinning, twinning. See, because we serve a God who is creative. Look, look at him over in the boardroom of heaven. That's from the PL, PLJ version of the Bible, so don't go looking up boardroom of heaven in your Bible. Um, and, 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 and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little creativity in my heart today. I'm feeling a little creative. I want to make something like myself. So God is not only creative, not only does he create and has he created, but he's also strategic. We talk about being a father and talk about being children of the most high God. We think about the fact that God created you. Say, God created me. me. Say, but God's strategic. He said, he said, listen, I want to create some twins. I I, want to be twinning. I need my glory, the visible manifestation of my presence. That's what we experienced this morning in worship. We experienced the glory of God. We experienced the presence of God. I didn't know if I wanted to lay on the floor. I didn't know if I wanted to take off running, but this is our first time meeting each other, and I didn't want to scare you, so I just stayed in the back and I cried. Because sometimes that's what the presence of God does. Acts chapter 3 says that you will receive times of refreshing that come from what? The presence of God. Being people of the presence. So God said, listen, I am going to create those who carry my presence so that when faced with calamity, 
when faced with difficulties beyond human comprehension, when the bad report comes in from the doctor, when we open up our bank app on our phone and you're like, wait a second, I thought I had a couple more extra bucks in here. That God says, listen, I'm not only creative, but I'm strategic enough that I've created uh, some beings like myself who can do, the, do what? Make things happen. So you don't have to sit around waiting for your heavenly father to move and say, oh God, I'm just going to sit here and sulk and just keep on staring at that bank app on my phone. Keep on listening to what the doctor has said. Keep on listening to what the doctor said that I should expect. God says, listen, I've created you and made you in my image according to my likeness. I told the brothers yesterday that we're the only beings that have the ability to speak a thing and see a thing come to pass. Hello. God has given us the ability to be in the problem but also be in the solution. Why? Because I know that I am created in the image and in the likeness of God. In the image and in the likeness of God. What's the next verse? Somebody say twinning. Twinning. Again, you have to bear with me. I am old school. I like to use paper and a physical Bible, but we're going to roll with this thing today. Psalm 82. Oh, I love this. Psalm 82, verse 6 from the classic Amplified. It says, I said, you are God's since you judge on my behalf on my behalf as representatives. Indeed, all of you are children of who? The Most High. Did you not know that you are God's children of the Most High? Now, I am not telling you to leave here today and go to Wawa and and walk in and say, hey, I'm a God. I'm a God. I mean, people might look at you a little funny, right? But God says, listen, you've been created in my image and in my likeness. You're not God big G. Again, remember, the water was the same. The substance was the same. In the bowl and in the cup, one was in a larger vessel. You are children of the most high. I am not God. This is what I tell my son. You are not God, but you are of a God class of being. You hear what I'm saying? You're here to make things happen. Yes, this is a Father's Day celebration, and we're celebrating Juneteenth and freedom. But my hope is that your eyes and your ears and your heart and your minds be open and anointed to receive, to, to, to see, to hear, to understand the fact that you are twinning with your Father. Come on, say it again. Say twinning. twinning. Do you not know that you are? God's children of the most high. I love it. Did you you not know this is a scarlet note version of the Bible? Did you not know that you are twinning with God? That you are twinning with God? I host a uh, a quarterly pastor support group for pastors and leaders all across the country. And in 2000, I believe it was 16, was the first year that I did it. And pastors came, it was the weekend before Holy Week. Pastors came from all over the country. And uh, to one of the locations of the church that I was leading at the time. And uh, my son, who's younger at the time, and he's shy like his daddy, believe it or not. I'm extremely shy. Um, I grew up with a horrible speech impediment. I didn't start talking until I was older. 
Um, I never went to therapy, but you know what? One day I got a revelation. And that revelation was that I'm twinning with God. Hello, that I'm twinning with God and I had to see myself differently. My son was very shy, grew up very shy. And I said, oh Lord, they're gonna put him in special classes like they did with me or have special aides walk around with him because he's just shy. He would get uh, around people and people would say, hi, Aiden. And Aiden would just close his eyes and just stand there. Like, I won't acknowledge your presence. Don't acknowledge mine. I am invisible. (laughs) And I had to pray. So as he got older, we were working with him a little bit. So my mother, the day that I was having this support group, my mother was bringing him over to the church. um, And and she must have coached him in the car and said, listen, there were a lot of people in there. Um, I know the event's leaving, but they're probably going to be standing around talking to your dad. So you have to go in and you have to say hello to everyone. Do not run into your dad's office. Do not just run in. Aiden is his name. Pierre is my name. Aiden comes in. I wasn't even paying attention. And he comes in and he goes up to the first person that he sees and says, hello, I am Pierre Johnson. And my mother says, that is not your name. You know what he was saying? Twinning. Twinning. Jesus said, me and the Father are one. You looking for the Father? You looking at the Father. The Father and I are one. Right? And I just want you to understand today, yes, the world, we're experiencing all types of things. You experience all types of things in your family, in your own personal life. But the objective of our time together is that you would leave here today saying, I've been given, uh, as 1 John chapter 2, I believe, says, it says, I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all truth. So Satan, the enemy, is the father of lies, but we serve the father of truth. In 1 John 2, it says, I have an an anointing, I have a grace from the father of truth. Watch this, and I know all things. I'm free from deception. Adam and Eve over there in the garden, and, and God's like, wait a minute. Before you were naked and unashamed, and now you're naked and ashamed. Watch this. Who told you that you were naked? Who said something to you and you believe something that I didn't say to you? Here's the download, right? When we recognize that the Father, that we are one with the Father, that we are in Christ and Christ is in us, that we are not going to fall into the trap of believing something that our Father did not say to us. I'm sure there were many times that my son came home and he would say things. And I said, who taught you that? I mean, granted, he teaches me tricks all the time on my iPhone, but oftentimes just things and sayings. And I'm like, whoa, where in the world did that come from? I didn't teach you that. So I have an anointing. You have an anointing of grace from the father of truth. And what God knows, he already did. What he did, he already knows. And he wants to bring you into the truth that he knows. Why? So that anytime a lie comes around, anytime the enemy tries to tell you that this thing is not going to work out, that this is more than just a moment, but this is your destiny and this is going, this difficult time, it's going to uh, define you. No, you have an anointing. 
from the father of truth and you're free from deception. You're free from deception. Say, I am, I am. Twinning, twinning with my father. Now say it again. Say twinning. twinning. Let's go to the next scripture. There are some things that matter to God. There are some things that matter to God because we are twinning with the Father. Uh, there are some things that are on his heart. Sometimes when we are working on, the, on ourselves, anybody working on themselves? I'm working on myself. I'm working on different areas of my life. And sometimes we won't know where to begin. Uh, we were talking about fighting back yesterday and getting our fight back uh, Saturday. Um, and uh, Paul uh, was reaching out to the, he wanted to see how the church at Thessalonica was doing. And he said, I can't wait to be with you to hopefully provide that which is lacking in your faith. And I said that oftentimes what I believe is that one of the things that we are lacking is what, brothers? A fight. I told pastor this morning, I said, sometimes we've got to fight till we can't fight anymore. We've got to lay down and bleed a while and then get back up and fight some more. Oh, come on. Say amen to that. Brothers, repeat after me. Say, I'm going to fight till I can't fight anymore. I'm going to lay down and bleed a while. Get back up. Fight some more. Let's say it again. Ladies, join in. Say, I'm going to fight till I can't fight anymore. I'm going to lay down and bleed a while. Get back up. Fight some more. What? I'm going to get in the game. I know it's been a difficult season. I know it's been a rough few years. I know I've gone through transition. I know that I've had to reevaluate the picture that I've painted in my mind of how things were supposed to be and what things were supposed to look like. And I've been fighting and fighting. But listen, I've had to practice the pause. I've had to lay down and bleed a while. I've had to grab some peroxide, some band-aids, some ointment. I've had to go back to, to the root, go back to my father and say, God, who are you? And now when I know who you are, I know who I am. When I look at myself in the mirror, I'm seeing your word. When I look at myself in the mirror, I'm seeing your promises. When I look at myself in the mirror, I'm seeing my future. I'm able to prophesy about my future because I look at who you are in the testimony of what you've done before and how you have set me apart from darkness, set me apart from chaos. Scripture tells us that we're far above all principalities. I'm far above it. And we've got to fight till we can't find anymore. Lay down and bleed a while, practice the pause, and come back to these truths, very basic, that we are twinning with God, that we've been created in the image and the likeness of God. That God has created us like himself. Right? So again, I want you to remember that, that when you are in the problem, you are in the solution. Why? Because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. And you know who you are. Now, now where were we going? See, I get a little happy. See, this is what happens when we just flow in the presence. And then, uh, y'all still with me? Say, hey. hey. Come on, say it again. Say, hey. Ephesians chapter 1 from the classic Amplified. Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him. Come on, say copy him. And follow his example as well. Beloved children as beloved children as well-beloved children imitate their father. What does this mean? You've been given a cheat sheet. We're taught not to cheat, right? But God says, listen, here's the thing. Copy me as what? Dear, beloved children. Say, I am, I am. Copying, God. copying God. 
right? We've been given a cheat sheet. Be imitators of God. We're going to imitate him. Why? Because that's what children do. Children imitate their parents. My son imitates me. When I was going through a very difficult time and my son's mom and I, uh, we were getting a divorce. And I remember that my son came to church one night and the worship team was rehearsing. It was going on and on and they weren't even going over any of the songs that were set for Sunday because the presence of God was so thick. And I was just in the back like I was today and I'm just crying and I'm praying. And then I got up and I started pacing. And I remember as I was boo-hooing, I looked over at my son and he got up and everything that daddy was doing. As I'm crying and walking and praying, he was just right behind daddy right behind daddy. I would sit around when he was young and I would play solitaire on my phone and my son would sit there and he would say, Vin, daddy, Vin. Vin, daddy, Vin. When, daddy, when? He was saying, when? When? Copy God as dear, beloved children. Imitate God. And as we recognize who we are and that we're twinning with God, we can hear God saying this. When, son, when? When, daughter, when? And this is how you do it. I've given you the cheat sheet. Look at who I am. Look at my nature. Look at how I love. Look at how I love you. Copy me. When you don't know what to say to people who get on your last nerve and you know you only got one left. Hello, come on, tell the truth. You know, sometimes you feel like you only have one nerve left, right? How do I respond? Well, look at God. One, we recognize that because of the love of God, I cannot respond to this person however I want to, right? I'm copying my father. That's his child. So copy God. Are you still with me? Okay, praise God. Uh, Let me get into these four little points and I want to, Read something with you or to you. Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, this is so awesome that this TV is right here. Thank God for revelation. Amen? Praise <laughs> God. Proverbs chapter 4 from the Message Bible 23 through 27. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies. In gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor the left. Leave evil in the dust. Is that it? Good. Praise God. Listen, a couple things that matter to God. A few things. I'm going to give you uh, these really quick. When we say, where do we start? There's so much to focus on. Where do I begin? One thing at a time. I'm not going to tell you the story that I told the gentleman yesterday. Guys, that's just going to be between us. I know that some of you said you're going to tell your wives, but ladies, let me just tell you that it was about passing gas. (laughs) Let's just leave that right there. Okay? All right. Praise God. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, But uh, what matters to God, and this is where we start, because I'm twinning with God, let me just give you the four, and then I'll break them down. The heart, God cares about your heart. God cares about your head. God cares about your hands. And he cares about your home. 
God cares about your heart. God cares about your head. God cares about your hands. And he cares about your home. Here the scripture says, above all else, guard your heart. Why? Life comes from here. David was described after, as a man whose heartbeat beat after the heartbeat of God. Step in step with God, a, a part of fighting till you cannot fight anymore. Laying down and bleeding a while and getting back up and fighting some more. That laying down and bleeding a while, is, it means I'm going to practice the pause to check the status of my heart. You are not a human doing, you are a human being, right? This is not good English, but look at someone and say, hey, how you be? How you be? How you be? What is the status of your heart? My grandmother's an English teacher and she's probably rolling her eyes if she's watching this. But how you be? Next time I see her, I'm going to say, hey, Nana, how you be? What's the status of your heart above all else? Guard your heart. Life comes from it. Life comes from it. So God cares about the heart. Because it matters to God, it should matter to you. Gentlemen, sometimes to do that heart check on our own, it's tough to do that heart check with others. It's tough. But it's so important that we do it. Let me check the status of my heart. Romans chapter 12. So God cares about the heart. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new, in its new everything. Praise the Lord. Say, I will. Okay, there, there you go. So then you may prove for yourselves what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in the sight for you. God cares about your heart. God cares about your head. Your thoughts are connected to your heart. Your thoughts and your heart are connected to your mouth. Hello. Remember that we have the ability to speak a thing and see a thing come to pass. Are you still with me? That's right. God cares about your heart. He cares about your head. This is syllabus day, right? This, is, this could be like five weeks of a, of a teaching series, but I'm just going to give these to you really quick, and then uh, you go back and meditate on them, or as I like to say, medicate on them, like we take medication. Like we're going to medicate on the Word of God and practice the pause and say, what are you saying to me? Well, 20, I, I care, your father, care about your heart, care about your head. What's influencing the status of your mind and your thoughts? What's keeping you up at night and why? Let's go back to the root. Identify the why behind the what so that the what and the how can get better. Part of being a father, a part of being uh, uh, creating the image and the likeness of God is that we're just not going along with the flow saying things like this. It is what it is. No, it's not. It's not it is what it is. It's what I say it is. Hello. Happy birthday. I'm created in the image and in the likeness of God. God's just not going to just oh, let me throw some light over here and a little water over here. No, I'm going to be what? Intentional. So we've got to be intentional with the status of our heart, the status of our head. Why? Because it matters to God. God cares about your heart. He cares about your head. Deuteronomy 21. We don't even need to turn it. I'm just going to tell you. Here it is. It's mentioning, it's talking about blessings and uh, it mentions something, something that we've heard 
uh, before, and it talks about the works of your hands, and God is blessing the works of your hands. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we hear about God blessing the works of our hands, we think about the fact that God wants to bless us in everything that we put our hands to. God says, listen, you touch it, you work on it, I'm going to bless it because I just want to bless you and I love you. Now, we know that that is true, and then when you are operating uh, uh, as a son of God, as a child of God, when you are operating from that place where Christ is in you and you are in Christ, then listen, whatever you do, you could be in the city or in the field, in your coming or in your going, that God's hand is upon your life. It is on you for good, that you are not going to be shaken by the things that are around you. Watch this. There may be bad news around us, but we've got good news on the inside of us. Come on, let me say that again. There may be bad news around you. You've got good news on the inside of you. Here's the good news. That good news is the kingdom. It gives the Father good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is an inheritance. You don't have to work for it. You just walk into it. The Bible says that God's kingdom is within and it rules over all. Rules over chaos and confusion. Rules over the bad news around you. It rules over all. God's purpose is for us to get these things and get these truths in us so that we can send them out. So here it is, the blessing that God is talking about. Listen, it's not just for you to keep it cooped up in your house, to keep it cooped up in your family, to keep it cooped up in your church, in your community. Send it out. I'm blessing the works of your hands so that you can be a blessing to others. I rolled up my sleeve yesterday and I showed Pastor Jose a tattoo that I got uh, some years ago on my forearm and it's big. My mother said, it's so big. And you know what it says? It just says serve. It says serve. I said, God, no matter what you use me to do, I don't want to get so popular that I forget to serve. Son of man came not to be served, but he came to serve. God, you're concerned about my heart. You're concerned about my head. You're concerned about the works of my hands. And you're concerned about my home. Your home is your dwelling place. Hello. <laughs> what does it profit a man? To build a great big company and lose his family. What does it profit a man to build a mega church and lose his marriage? I'm concerned about your home. What does it profit a man to have rental properties and beautiful cars and opportunities to speak at different events? But he loses his home. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 through 17. I wasn't going to read it, but uh, (laughs) I love this. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ... uh, Let the word of Christ, the message, watch this, and we'll stop here, have the run of the house. Let the word of Christ have the run of the house. What is the message that has the run of your house? Today, as we recognize that we are twinning with God, that I'm not going to make this up. Here's the good news, right, in this life, brothers. 
The pressure is not on us, ladies. The pressure is not all on you. We go back to what we just went over. We've got a cheat sheet. I'm just going to copy God. Part of copying God and being intentional about it is that we just got to practice the pause. Lay down and bleed a while. God cares about your heart. He cares about your head. He cares about your home and your hands. God cares about your heart and cares about your head, your hands and your home. You're twinning with God. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. I believe in leaving room for the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm not God, big G, but I'm of a God class of being. No matter what we go through, it's so important. We don't know what the future is going to look like, right? We proclaim the future by faith. Foretell the future by faith. Taking hold of the things that uh, we are hoping for and believing God for, that's faith. The truth of the matter is that I believe it's Isaiah 42. It says, the past events did indeed happen, but I'm telling you about a new salvation work before it bursts on the scene. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a new salvation work that is bursting on the scenes. And that God has been showing us the past couple of years what this thing is about to look like. Paul said, a great door of opportunity has been opened unto me, although there are many that oppose me. But it's a door to be effective. Why does it matter that the Father wants to remind us of who we are, that we're created in his image and in his likeness? Because there's a door of opportunity, a door to be effective that is being opened to us, so that we can share our testimonies and our lives and the goodness of God with others. So God says, I need you to be intentional with your heart, with your head, with your hands, and with your home. Now, here's a letter that I share with myself. I'm trying to figure out if I can do this in six minutes. I didn't know what the future was going to look like. I wrote a letter to myself as your brother in Christ, as a father. I want to share this with you. Perhaps you're going to hear this coming from our father in the big bowl. As you enter a new chapter in life, start with forgiving. Forgive others. Forgive yourself. You are not what they have done to you, and you are more than how you see yourself. You are enough. You deserve grace, so speak kindly to yourself. When darkness feels overwhelming, hold on to the hope that love is still the most powerful force on the planet. Your smile will make this season brighter. Your laugh will make this season sweeter. Your presence will make this season matter. You make every day better. The road to growth is always an ongoing one. But you have moved out of the weeds and you are heading upwards. Each season brings you a new battle, but each day you, would, you will get a little better as you try to become more grounded. Some days you will fail and some days you will succeed, but never again believe that any condition is terminal. You will always overcome. Come on, say, I always win. You kept living because you refused to give up and succumb to the power of depression and abuse. And I am proud of you. 
You are so very important and your story is not over. In every mistake, there is a lesson that facilitates change. Don't let shame keep you from receiving that gift. The world needs your presence, not your perfection. So keep living. As you move forward, don't complain. Constantly complaining about your suffering will only prolong it. Refuse the urge to keep opening a wound as it's necessary that it has time to heal. You are not entitled uh, to a pain-free, trouble-free life. Embracing this will ease the collision between expectation and reality. The pain of the past season will now serve as a source of wisdom in this new one. You cannot heal what you do not identify. But take a bow, you twins of God. You have done just that. Reset your attitude. Take a deep breath and chart a new course. When you feel like everything is against you, keep in mind that the creator of every galaxy and the painter of every sky is for you. You are not alone and you are not hopeless. What you are is loved. Your father is for you, not against you. There will be difficult days in this season, but know that every day is a day that it's okay to start over. It's okay to pause. It's okay to reset. It's okay to rest. There's no need to rush your healing or your journey. Some days you'll be asked to share words with others, and I know that you will want the words you share to be words of hope in life. But there will be those days where you're so overcome with grief and emotion that you will struggle to see hope, even if it's right in front of your face. Sometimes your heart will remember a lot of bitterness over all of your loss and your pain. But recognize that even in the messiness and pain, you have things worth sharing. Do not ever put a deadline on your healing or your growth. Never expect to make a full recovery emotionally and physically by a certain time. If things don't happen when you wanted them to, know that you did nothing wrong. Healing does not operate on a schedule, slow or fast. Processing trauma requires space, time, and grace. If you are still in pain, know that you are not doing it wrong. If you are not over it yet, know that you are not failing. Healing takes time, so take all the time you need. Do what God requires you to do and soon healing will come and there will be no delay. There may be even moments where you find yourself distraught or angry over situations past and present and your initial reaction is to apologize to the people in your life for having to witness those events. The urge to apologize to others over your trauma might be because you're afraid of looking weak or of being a potential burden. But may you learn that there is nothing wrong, that there's nothing weak about acknowledging your feelings. Owning your emotions and allowing yourself to experience them without judgment is one of the bravest and healthiest things you can do. Your feelings don't need to be justified or made to look pretty. You don't have to apologize for expressing what you feel. You deserve to have a space where you can be honest about your pain in a community of people loving you through those moments. I'm almost done. As you ride on to a better place in life. It may take a long time to let people in. But your burdens will become lighter when you accept the fact that God does not want you to have to face your pain in solitude. Continue to remind yourself that the people in your life who are with you in times of bliss. 
will also be there in times of mourning if you let them. At any point on your journey, may you allow yourself to feel deeply without apologizing. Choose to let people see you and know you with great peace and the understanding that you don't have to hide. You deserve to be proud of yourself regardless of how far you've come or how far you must go. You do not have to reach a big milestone in your healing in order to be proud. You do not have to only share your progress when it seems to be significant. Getting out of bed on a bad day is just as worthy of celebration as the day that you took the first steps to address your journey and your mess. Getting better is not linear and not all days will be the same. There will be days where you might feel like you've conquered the world. And there will be others where the mere thought of saying hello to the morning will require everything you can muster up. At the end of the day, you ought to be proud of both. Your accomplishments, whether they resemble pebbles or mountains, are cause for celebration. Do not get caught up in being so busy looking for big changes that you overlook the, strong, the small ones. That can remind you that growth is happening. Celebrate the small things. Although you've come a long way, and in the process, learn these truths. Your journey to healing is not over. These things take time to believe and accept. But above all else, remember that whether the next step is tiny, giant, or even backward, the best thing you can do is show yourself grace. Lastly, embrace this life. Embrace this life. There are songs to sing. Pictures to take. Experiences to live. And moments to groove. There are trips to travel. Books to read. Mountains to climb. Oceans to swim. And footprints to imprint in the ground. There are traditions to keep. Traditions to make. People to meet. Dreams to dream. There are mornings, every morning for that matter, to wake up. And when you do, take a second to notice the sunrise. It's coming up with you. It's coming up for you. Let it hug you. Accept the warmth. Accept the comfort. Keep living. Sincerely. Your father, your father, your father. God cares about your heart. He cares about your head. He cares about your hands and he cares about your home. May that also be important to you as you remember and recognize that you are twinning with father. We want Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.